Howdy, everybody out there. This is Big Beefin'. This is JP, and I am one-third of that Big Beefin' show. This is Aaron Rollins. What's doing, boy? Now, you may be asking, what is Big Beefin'? Well, the answer is quite simple. Big Beefin' is... That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> you stop listening halfway through. I knew you were podcasting. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's his goddamn yard, and he put the property tax on a damn thing. And he said, wait a minute, Rollins. You got to be smarter than a fucking average bear. And I looked at him. I said, that goes both ways, buddy. And he kept talking. I just left. <laughs> average bear. That's a, that's a yogi. Yogi bear, right? Isn't that... It's a Yogi Bear reference, but that's not the fucking point, man. There, the, there, there's dark matter. Is there light matter? Well, that would just be normal matter. Like all uh, all of our normal matter would be the stuff that's not dark matter or dark energy. Uh, um, in quantum in quantum physics, and this is going to be a fucking terrible description of quantum physics. But you know how you know how you have a light switch. You have a light switch. Yeah. So quantum physics is basically if your light switch was on and off at the same time. What the fuck? That's quantum physics. So that's bullshit. If, Aaron, are you okay? Did, didn't you tell that one yesterday? I just told that one yesterday. Like, Aaron, are you okay? That he states that Bigfoot is there in plain sight. You just choose not to see him. <laughs> that's not what I meant, damn it. Fuck you. Never mind. Never fucking mind, John. You don't want to fucking walk your fat ass and don't walk. There you go. See? That is. <laughs> no. Uh, no beat to drop. So let's get right to this. Hello, my name is JP. No need for no MC. I've been keeping it real since 1983. <laughs> just, just enjoy the show. Hey, boy. How you? F- We're doing it late. We're doing a little bit late, but we're okay. What happened? You got no catch up on? Oh, yeah. You know how it is. Yeah. Just another well, day. I, yeah. Huh? No, I was playing this uh, game, and I uh, got really into it, and I kind of didn't want to stop. What game was it? It's called Sins of a Solar Empire. Hmm. Sounds very uh, very dramatic. Yeah, it's a uh, – so it's kind of like uh, – it's a space game, so it's like spaceships and stuff. Yeah. But uh, it's like really intense on the upgrade cycle. It takes a long time to upgrade, and the maps are really, really big. Is it- so it's like if you had all spacecraft and StarCraft and then these really huge maps. Is it, is it a brand new game? No, it's been out for a few years. There's a man the hour right there. What are you doing, boy? Uh, I'm taking a dump. All right. It's always an exciting location for every big beefing show. <laughs> the toilet, yeah. yeah. We're on location on Aaron's ass on the toilet. What are you going to do when it's – how are you going to handle it when it's time to wipe, Aaron? Just do it. So I don't have to have the phone in my hand. I can put the phone down on the countertop next to me. All right. Is that how you guys do it at the time? Because you don't have to. Well, I usually don't uh, do a podcast when I'm taking a shit. Yeah, like, usually, usually. usually. <laughs> well, that means you have. No, I don't think I ever. And you would have said ever have instead of usually have. Well, I was trying to be polite. <laughs> no, you weren't. You didn't know what you were fucking trying to do. <laughs> all right. Well, first of all, for all the listeners, I guess I need to apologize for Friday's episode. Um. 
uh, I had a, an old coworker and a friend of mine, Gina, uh, and she was supposed to be a special guest. And we originally, I was going to have her, I was going to have Devin, I was going to have Gabriel all join in to talk about their views of the chalice to kind of get like a whole picture. Cause you know, Gabriel, for whatever reason, he's got just a really good artistic mind and he's good at, he's good at analyzing things and like making values on it. So I thought, well, his perspective on things would have been good because he came up with this awesome soundtrack and music and the music went along perfectly for what the story was. And that just that blew my mind how he was able to do that. And then, you know, we did what we did. And I wanted to talk about that, but it didn't work out. Or, you know, nope, Gabriel couldn't get in. He said he could hear us fine, but for some reason his phone was having trouble connecting. He said he didn't have any internet issues or anything. The signal looked good. He just, for whatever reason, it wasn't coming across. And, um, Anyways, we'll we'll try to get him on at another point. We'll just talk about normal stuff. We don't have to do a chalice. But thing. and then, um, yeah. Well, anyways, when we started the podcast, uh, I guess Gina didn't realize she had some kind of special microphone, and we could hear every damn thing she was doing, and it, it caused all kinds of noises and stuff. Yeah, we got a few. We got a yeah. few complaints about it. Uh, oh no, Daniel said it was the worst one he's well, ever heard. Well, at least Dana's very vocal about you know. <laughs> Huh? Daniel's a mean bastard. He likes to he likes to be mean. Well, before before I even get into that, Cliff, uh, and he admitted to this on because he came over to my house yesterday. He admitted that he did this on purpose. He was at a graduation, and he told me beforehand he may not be able to join, but he would he would try to join in later. So I sent him the invite, and like he's right in the middle of graduation, somebody and they're announcing the names, and he decided to join in the podcast. Couldn't hear a damn thing we said because he was in such a loud crowd. But uh, that's why there was so much terrible noise at the opening of it. So Cliff was staying on his uh, – he was staying up while he was riding around with his brother. Uh, they were talking about the podcast. They were listening to the podcast, and they, Cliff said he was laughing for the first 10 minutes because of his anarchy that he caused. <laughs> and, he, and he was like, what? He heard me. He said, "You know, I said, oh, he's just trolling." And he was like, "Yeah, you called it." And and then I said, "Well, we're trying to be professional." And he's like, "Well, sorry, I didn't mean to be unprofessional." And I was like, "No, I get it. I mean, you had to get one in. It was just terrible. A, a perfect storm of uh, subpar audio, audio qualities ruined Friday's night special. What you expect? We're not professionals." <laughs> <laughs> I am, I'm I am, I'm, I'm, I'm a professional. <laughs> I'm a paid podcast. I'm professional. I get paid something. I expect me a professional. Yeah, let me tell you, how much was that last paycheck you got? Uh, <laughs> how, how much are we at, Shade? 96 cents. You haven't gotten it, though, is what I'm saying. Almost a dollar. I'm not going to spread out a dollar amongst the three. We haven't gotten paid. <laughs> No, they have they have they have paid the money. I just have to take the money. It's there. I, I just got, have to take yeah, it. I'm not know, gonna take I the collect check later, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. This is like those kind of, like those contractors that, you know, work they do you know, you go to the house and you, you make a bid and they tell you how much it's gonna cost. You don't necessarily have the money right then, but you're going to get it when the job's done. Yeah. Yeah. So but well, it is a special uh, Memorial Day edition of Big Beefing, by the way. What well, special? Uh, I, you're the fucking veteran. There. There you go. You're, you're special. There. There you go. Memorial Day. 
Aaron, that's the only time John was ever going to be yeah. nice to you. Just because it was a national holiday. Well, I was I was thinking about uh, when I was sitting on my couch just now. What if it like? What was it saying? We did like like Starship Troopers, and everyone had to join the military at some point. Isn't that what happened on Starship Troopers? Uh, no, no, it was it was it, it was still voluntary. Uh, now Israel, that country, you have to join. Like Israel, you don't have a choice. But in Starship Troopers, it was only necessary if you wanted to guarantee to get citizenship. Uh-huh. But you could still get citizenship even not by joining the military. You just had to have uh, influence. You had to be like a rich person. Uh, another uh, and uh, uh, another dumb thought I had. Why if everyone joined the military, well, would would we be like Sparta and everyone would be like fucking badass? Yeah, because we all know each other and shit like that. We're all brothers and sisters and stuff like that. Well, you know, uh, as you're talking about like badass, like commando shit, like Spartans. I don't know if you're going to get that because the guys in World War II, pretty much everybody had to join up then. And while they were heroes, I mean, they weren't like, you know, stone cold killers with, you know, strategic cold hearts, you know. I mean, they, you know, they did what they well, had to do. And that's well, how just they looked think at about it. it. Every, every citizen in, in the U.S. would be trained some, some form of fashion and military thing. You don't think that'd be cool if everybody was trained in some way? Faster, man. You get a jackass out there that thinks he knows how to play military, and then he gets some military training. I mean, we I talked about. Well, Go ahead. Well, the pro the problem is if you look at Israel because they they have mandatory service, and even a uh, Wonder Woman, that chick Gal Gadot, she was in the mm-hmm. military. It's, I mean, it's it's required. And um, but the problem is is that you have like. Your real military, which, you know, for us would be like special operations, combat units, combat divisions. And then you have the guys that are like, you know, shuffling paperwork around, you know, doing medical reports or uh, running test equipment or, you know, cleaning the damn kitchen or stocking ammo. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a hardened warrior. You, You know, they may give you the basic trainings in case, you know, the shit ever hits the fan. But Aaron, correct me if I'm wrong. Once you're done with basic training and you go to your school, if you're not in a combat position, that's it. They don't they don't have you go back and do more. You know, the Marines go through what's uh, called the School of Infantry. So the Marines' uh, philosophy is that every Marine is a rifleman. Whether you're a logistics specialist handing out uh, fucking ass white paper, or uh, a force recon Marine, and you're going to go on to sniper training, you're all going to learn how to shoot a rifle and be proficient with your rifle. Um, proficient meaning like you're going to at least uh, be able to hit the target at 500 yards. And that's what's unique about the Marines is that not, not every branch does that. So the Navy, you get basic arms training, you get shotgun and pistol. And then um, if you're in a combat unit, yeah, then you get combat training. But uh, if you join the Marines, no matter what your job is going to be, you're going to learn warfare tactics because that's what the Marines are. They're, they're the only branch whose sole purpose is combat. So the Army, their, their sole purpose is not combat. The, the Air Force and Navy, their sole purpose is not combat. The Navy's sole purpose is, is force protection. That's why there's so many deployments on the water. But if um, there's, there's one little caveat to what you said, is that the Marines, everybody gets combat training. Hmm. What about the uh, Space Force? Do they no, God dang training? it. We're not talking about the Space Force now. <laughs> that was after my time. Oh, I don't know. That was after my time. <laughs> Are you not going to re-enlist in the Space Force? Okay, yeah. We're going to build a Death Star. Dude, I'm 
knee pain every day. My hips are fucked up. No, I'm not going to go back in. <laughs> You're in space, motherfucker. It's zero G. That's not, There's no not the point. You know what kind of fitness astronauts have to go through in order to even get selected to be an astronaut? <laughs> Those are the best of the best, man. We're talking about the space grunts, the space guys that are uh, cleaning the toilets and shit. Oh, that's what you want me to do is be cleaning up shit while I'm in outer space. That's that's your, well, that's your expectation of me. Yeah, I see where you're at. But what are you doing? I'm well, just saying. just patrolling space. Anything new? Nope. Just fucking space. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking on patrol, you know. Yeah. If you look out the port out. side window, you'll see somebody's shit co- coagulated into a <laughs> large. Oh, the space food. That's like on Joe Dirt, that, uh, that space meteor that he got. It turned out to be a big old pile of shit. Yeah, it was a space peanut that he found. Yeah, and he was eating. He was eating uh, French fries and ketchup off of that damn thing. I get your point, John. I mean, yeah. I mean, if we okay, if it was a military civilization like Sparta, that's different. You know, that's from birth. You're trained to be a killer. Um, it, but even then, in Sparta, it, it was only certain people they selected for Spartans, right? It wasn't like everybody got to do. Well, it. everybody had to go and then you had Yogi. Every every boy and every boy and girl had to go through this the uh, the trial um, to be considered a Spartan citizen. So you had to go through the a Gogi starting at six years old, and you either died or you lived. And if you lived, then you could be a Spartan citizen. And from there, you determined like, okay, is this person going to be a warrior? Or are they going to be a blacksmith? Or are they going to be a potter? Or are they going to build houses and bullshit? But most of most of that's kind of what they do. In, that's what they do in China. Well, that, most of that work was um, delegated to the slaves. So they they took prisoners of war, and their prisoners of war became slaves, and they weren't even citizens. And so they would build their houses, and you know, do their roads and um, stuff like that. Uh, all the apparently did a lot of cr- a crunches, a whole lot of crunches, lots of sit-ups. And so, yes, yeah, so the Spartan culture. What they would do is the military is kind of like this is that uh, Spartan warriors um, every once in a while would all line up and the citizens would inspect them and make sure that they were in top physical condition. And if they weren't, they were mocked and beaten. So you, you still got – Did they really? You still got judged. Go ahead, John. You, you're a soldier, but you still got made fun of, you know. Well, yeah, like, yeah. And you see it in the military today. Like the military now is the fattest it's ever been. Physical standards are lower than they've ever been. And so you find people on Facebook and social media that are just abominably fat. And um, then that was the mindset back then is that if you were, if you were even a little out of shape, according to their, you know, incredible standard, they had incredible standards back then. Um, if you were even a little out of shape, then they took you outside of the city and they like beat you within an inch okay. of your life. So trailing tra- off real quick, why did we lower the standard of our soldiers? I can't find anybody, John. So, um, this, this is something that's actually kind of concerning for me because other countries have remarked on this because other countries are watching us. You know, we're we're like a world power, right? So, um, other countries are remarking about the state and readiness of where we're at right now. And the the problem is, is that life has become so easy for us that kids are being raised in a softer environment with with more amenities, uh, with more luxury. And so they grow up without that intensity and without that, you know, hardness and without that, that ability. They, they have no reason to get tough. They, there's no need for them to get tough. And so you try to join up in the military and they're like, well, 
we have 50% of our people that don't meet the new standard, that don't meet our old standard. So we have to devise a new standard. And you saw this with women. Women had to, like, uh, there was a sweeping reform in the Marine Corps uh, where they reduced the combat standard because they didn't feel like it was relevant anymore. Hmm. Uh, so, hmm. Are you going to raise uh, Roger Tough saying a little tough? Oh God! I hope I don't. I want to raise him rich. Can I get get him where he's rich and gives me money? Can oh, I do that? You going for the? Yeah, he doesn't want to end up like her mom. <laughs> you looking for the payout? Okay, you looking for the payout, kid? <laughs> I, I just, just here, here's my thing. I'm not saying that it's unheard of for somebody to go into the military and come out and be super successful. It happens, mm-hmm. but it seems to be the rarity to me. Most of the guys that I know go into the military, and they get shit on when they get out. That's just most of the people out Okay. I don't know very many that went out and just become big ball and, you know, shit. I can't even think of anybody off the top of my head that makes more than six digits. Maybe one or two guys that I've met. That's it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just by and large. I can think of it. They come out. Just, I can think Well, I mean, but, 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 I mean, Aaron, do would you agree, though, that it is a problem, though, when they come back and don't necessarily have a job ready for them? Um. I can speak from my personal experience and the experience of a handful of others, but I can't say that it's a sweeping norm for me when I was coming back from Iraq and I was about to go to the reserves. Uh, I was given like three and a half days to get ready uh, for that. And the the norm is 30 days. So I received a 10th of that time from my command whenever I was getting ready to leave. To, uh, to readjust. To get a house, to find work, uh, find a place to go, and yeah, I was given three and a half days, and I, I was going back to Texas. I was living out of the state, so I was going back to Texas, and I had to figure it out. Hmm. In fact, I was trying to take more time, and when I came back to work, I got bitched at by my leadership saying that there's still work that needs to be done. We can't be taking our sweet-ass time. Damn. Oh, you know what? There's there's one guy we know that probably makes bank, though. He, he's a major guy we grew up with. He's in the Air Force. He probably makes good money. Uh, Kirkendall? No, Kirkendall was a uh, nuclear – he was in the Navy. What's he doing now? Uh, last I heard, he was uh, teaching at Navarro, uh, but I don't know what else he does for, aside from that. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, uh, Kobe. Kobe Glasgow, he's a major in the Navy. Oh, really? I mean, Air Force. Yeah, hmm. major. Hmm. Good for him. Ma- major money. Hmm. Yeah. He, and he started as an enlistment. He didn't go through – I mean, you know, he started as just a – Normal airman and worked his way up to being a damn major. Hmm. So, um, but yeah, so I mean, I don't know. You know, that's what I'm saying. It's it's one of those things where whew, it just it's not a guarantee to, that you're going to be successful. Now, if they, you would probably get more people if they, you know, like because the way Aaron and you correct me if I'm wrong, but the way the military, from what I understand, they give you all these bonuses incentives to try to get you to join, and then once they got you. They don't really care about following up with all that shit unless you really try for it. Like you can't, they're not just going to give you the money. They're not just going to say, okay, here's your college and here's your four year. You have to apply. You have to fill out some paperwork. Yeah. Is to make sure that those options are available. It's not their obligation to actually give those benefits to you. So when I was going to school and I had to, and when I was going to school and I had to get uh, enlisted benefits, um, I had to do all that work myself. Now there was a representative there that told me what forms I needed, that told me when I needed to have them submitted and all that trash. But, um, no, no one broke it down to me uh, when I got out and said, Hey, 
these are the forms you're going to need. And this is who you're going to need to talk to. This is how much you have. I had to have, to, I had to go to somebody and find that out on my own. How do, uh, how do like uh West point graduates fit in with the, the ground pounders? How does that, we had do uh, guys say anything about guys like that or. Well, I didn't get a lot of experience with West point guys. Uh, most Navy and Marines guys go to Annapolis, but I, I okay. a, what about that? Huh? I was going to say, I met a couple of officers from officer candidate school and um, it, you get this mentality or you get these guys that have a mentality like, Oh, he went to officer candidate school. He's going to think he knows everything, blah, blah, blah. He's a hot shot. Well, a lot of them know is that's not the case. A lot of them know their training and their, their education and they know that they have authority. So they've got to do the best with what they have and they get their orders from somebody that has much higher rank than them. So most of them are just doing what they're told and they're doing the best with the information that they got. And they, they know for sure that if you're enlisted and they're an officer, you're going to do what they they tell you to do. Hmm. So but, when you get to be like a like let's say you're like an E E nine or an E you know E eight, and a lieutenant tells you to go do something, do you have to go do it? You uh, yeah, if it's a lawful order, yeah, you do. If he's like, uh, hey, Master Sergeant, um, we need this trash taken out. Can you uh, can you get on that? I've got to go to a company meeting. And if he, he's got to do it, but here's what the master sergeant's going to do. He's going to be like, all right, sir, I got you. And he's going to go find a staff sergeant and be like, staff sergeant, hey, there's some trash that needs to be taken out to the dumpster. Get on that. And the staff sergeant's going to be like, all right, hey, working party, three, uh, three lines. Oh, okay. Let's go, yeah. let's go roll. Hey, John, that's delegation. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's, that's delegation. That's, that's how they pass the buck. Yeah, it's all about passing the buck yeah. down to the lowest man. And even if you got a couple of lance corporals, they're going to find somebody that's brand fucking new. Hey, you're not only going to take it out, but you're going to take it out, and then you're going to go run three miles, and then you're going to dump it in the trash. <laughs> I want you to carry it with you while you run, then throw it away. Smelling like shit. That sounds like something they do, too. Like make sure it's the nastiest fucking bag that it can be. So, Shane, you carry that oh, shit oh, Shane or Aaron, what's the top – our top guys in military ever? What's our top guy? Like, is it the SEALs, Marines? Like, who's the top – are you are you asking for because there's top everything there's top medical there's top intelligence I don't think we'd know I don't think we'd know him I don't even think Aaron would know him. no well like it, it, what we know like what's the top of mil of uh, I guess combat is it like a green beret is it a seal like who's the top of combat every, every branch has its own top combat unit and for the navy it's going to be your uh, field team six um, field team six is called our development group our special warfare development group. And then you got, uh, for the air, for the army, you've got Delta force and green beret. So it's hard to say if green berets are better than Delta. And it's hard to say if Delta is better than green beret. Is that green beret strategy? Don't fucking work. That's for sure. Well, (laughs) there's no, there's no example of counterinsurgency that's ever worked. You article that's out there. Maybe the one in Cuba, but that's it. It's never worked. Okay. <laughs> Continue though. Go ahead. I'm just saying it's a failed strategy. Counterinsurgency does not work. If you say so. No. Um, well, you're not going to inspire the locals to rise up and overthrow their masters. They don't fucking do that. They, they just want to okay. sit there and chill. All right. All right. Um, so you got Air Force. Air Force has different combat units. One of their biggest ones is the Tactical Air Control Party. And the Tactical Air Control Party is very unique. Because it's not the fact that they're just the best warfighters. They're just really good at controlling assets. They, um, you know, the Air Force has some of the best uh, air assets out there. You know, the Navy's got good pilots and they've got good jets. 
but they don't have the same resources the Air Force has. So when Tactical Air Control Party gets on scene and they've got to do recon, they can call in some seriously heavy uh, airstrikes on a target if they need to. And that's what makes them better in, in some ways. And then you got the, those are the guys that run around in the ghillie suits all the time? No. They don't ever run around in ghillie suits? Uh, I, I think if the mission calls for it. So if you're if you're thinking of ghillie suits, you got to think snipers. That would be um, the Marine Corps Force Recon. Uh, if you want to know about Force Recon, there's a really good TV show called Generation Kill, and that talks about Marine Force Recon in Iraq. Um, but then the Marines also have the Marine the Marine Corps Raider Battalion, which is their special operations. They're uh, they're the, the equivalent to the Navy SEALs, um, and a lot of these guys train together. A lot of them once they get through their selection. And then that's what makes them all different. They all have different selection schools. And then once you get selected, you go to like two or three years of training. And that's when you get a lot of this, the same training components. So if you're going to SEER, which is uh, their survival component, you're probably all going to train together. But if you're going to jump school, then you're going for the Army. If you're going to dive school, you're definitely going to the Navy. Or if you're going to hostage negotiation and stuff like that, then you're probably going to go to the Army because they got CIA elements there. Hmm. And then stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I was going to say the CIA guys are probably the ones that fucking – those are the ones you don't know about that just fucking slit your throat in the night. And, uh, I saw evidence of that in the movie uh, Law Abiding Citizen um, where he was talking about spies and assassins. And oh, that, that's, yeah. I like, I like that movie, yeah. Yeah. That's, CIA don't fuck around, man. Those will fucking take you out. Yeah. If you're a threat, it's over, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> but, I was, I was uh, wanting to know, like – in, in like um, snipers, you have the spot. You have the spotter and the sniper. Is the spotter just as good as the guy taking the shot, or is his main job? Uh, you know, so usually the sniper is the one that scores higher on the marksmanship range, and that's why he's pulling the trigger because he's got better eyesight. He's got better trigger control. He's just better behind the rifle. The spotter. His whole job is to make sure that he's watching everything but the person that that's going to be shot. So, yeah, he's going to get eyes on the guy that they're shooting, but he's also the security. So he's making sure that the building okay. they go into, that they're not going to get surprised, that they have a plan of, uh, of retreat if uh, it's called egress. They got a plan of egress if they get spotted. And then he knows, like, um, the brevity codes for the radio. He knows what enemy assets and friendly assets are in the area. That's what, that's what he's going to do. Yeah, he always seems- yeah, it always seems like the spotter doesn't get any recognition for doing his job. Oh, yeah. Well, he's just fucking spotting, John. Huh? He's sitting there. Well, this is what I mean. Like, the guy's apparently <laughs> what, what Shane just, what Aaron just told me was, okay, he's taking care of all this shit. Well, the main guy's taking care of the shot. I'm watching everything around me. You know, so this is like the, the spotter gets a lot of respect John, for what he does. John, who you, know? you remember in football? You ever remember any of the linemen or you remember the QB and the running back? Well, that's true. It. You know. Well, let's, let's, you know? Uh, let's say this then. Let me, let me counter that. Do you guys know who shot Osama bin Laden? I do not know his name. Okay. He was a CIA operative, though, right? He, wasn't, he, was, he was trained as a SEAL, but he was a CIA operative when he completed the mission. Do you know that for sure? Yeah, because they couldn't avow that it was a military thing if it went wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, typical CIA bullshit. <laughs> if it went wrong, it's like, oh, we don't know what happened. Yeah, we don't know these guys. Right now, the CIA doing. is listening because we, we don't said CIA so many times. They're probably listening. So, they, if they're listening to this fucking podcast, they need something fucking better to do. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't making fun about 
the way. I you know, we're not making fun of the CIA agents at all. <laughs> no, no, no. I respect them. I mean, yeah. I care, of business. care of business, guys. Like if, if one of them wants to get on the podcast, fucking join in and shit. They can just time they can use their NSA contacts and fucking get in and no big problem. No big problem. So just pop in and get ready to shut up. Shake right down. Shut down, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> like, first of all, you dumb motherfuckers don't know shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there was a show. Uh, there was a show. All you heard about was on the Facebook. And that's all you care about. <laughs> there was a show that came on. Uh, I want to say it was either Discovery or A and E. I can't remember, but they got all those special branches that Aaron was just talking about. Like they got all they got a member from each, and they have them. They had them compete in like combat trials to see which one was the best. And I remember they had this Navy SEAL on there, and all that dude did was bitch. Like, he bitched the whole fucking time about what they had to do. And, like, you know, the, even the Air Force guy was keeping his mouth shut and just there to learn and try to complete the mission. I think the I think the Marine ended up – I think he ended up winning it all. But it was, it was one of those things where it was like you would think these Navy SEALs, they hype them up so much that, you know, and then – then all this dude did was bitch the whole time. Well, do you, do you think – well, Aaron, too. Do you think, Aaron, that should be allowed, like – you made it through. You shouldn't be bitching about it, you know. No, 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 no. That's all we did is bitch. That's your only release, man. All we did was bitch. We, we had no release while we're out there because you can't mouth off to your senior leadership, right? You start mouthing off to them, your life is going to get real hard. So what you got to do is when you're by yourself and you're with your corporal or, you know, and, and you still don't, even if they're just one rank above you. So if you're an E3 and he's an E4, and that's the, the enlisted code is E, um, if you're just an E3 and they're an E4, you still don't mouth off to them. But if you're comfortable with them, you're going to tell them how you feel. It's like, man, I'm tired of doing these fucking bullshit-ass patrols. We're doing three a day. There's no reason to do three a day. We need to talk to LT and Staff Sergeant and tell them we need to do two a day. And when you do that, you say, pardon me, sir, a uh, moment of your time, please. <laughs> <laughs> that, that politely, without that, without that, that nicely. Yeah. So, and Tom Hanks said it best in Saving Private Ryan. Gripes go down, not up. Oh, okay. I got you. Okay. Well, let's uh let's break it down for the fans then, Aaron. Take us back to what E3, don't like, where do you start out at and you, and you start progressing upward? Um, okay, so uh, I remember um, I started out in boot camp as an E1. Now, there are what, – there what, are what, what does the E stand for? That's, I just said it. E stands for enlisted. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear that part. I'm sorry for interrupting. Go ahead. Go ahead, though. Uh, no, I really just said it like two minutes ago. Um, so E is the enlisted code. O is the officer code. You goes from E1 to E9, and then O goes from O1 to O10, I believe. And 10 is like the highest you can get. Uh, anyway, what about those weird ranks like the master chief or a warrant officer? So there, every branch has a uh, senior leader of both enlisted and a senior leader of both uh, of officer. So the senior leader of officers would be the um, the senior naval uh, – what is the chief of naval operations. The chief of naval operations is going to be a five-star admiral. Um, no, that's not right. Hang on. In World War II, there was a five-star admiral, and that's the only time we've ever had a five-star admiral in really? our history. During World War II. So we don't, have, yeah. we, don't have, we don't have a five-star admiral right now? No, we only have four stars. Um, you've got chief of naval operations. He's the senior officer. He is a four-star admiral. Uh, and then above him is the secretary of the Navy. And he's more of a political position, but he still leads the entire Navy. 
So the, if you're looking for, you know, dress blue uniform, showing their ribbons and all their awards, that's the chief of naval operations. And then you've got the senior enlisted guy, which is the chief master. It's the master chief petty officer of the Navy. The master chief petty officer of the Navy has an anchor and three stars above it. And that shows that he's the senior enlisted guy over all enlisted guys. And then the army has something similar where it's a uh, commanding general of the army. Um, and then the Marine Corps has the commandant. Now the Marine Corps has never had a five-star anything. They only get four stars, but the army, the air force and the Navy has five-star officers. Now the reason the Marine Corps doesn't get five-star officers is because they technically fall under the Navy. And if there's a Navy five-star officer, he leads the Marine Corps and the Navy. Hmm. And master chief tells that shit. Tells so, that fucker, so, Shane, I'm going to save the earth. So trailing off real quick, Shane, about the master chief. Do you think, it's like Captain America. Do you think he really was a captain? But do you think the Master Chief was that was his title? Or did it said that, you know, someone's still not going to talk shit to the Master Chief, but that's his name. Uh, the Master Chief. No, that Chief. was his rank. Huh? That was, he, he earned that rank, right? Yeah, he, he earned that rank. He was a special operator, operations Master Chief. But no one's going to talk talk shit to the Master Chief. Well, because the Master well, Chief still took orders, right? But well, no that's one, what Halo 5, that's what Halo 5 was about. He went rogue. He went off mission to go find trying to tell him what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Those officers were telling him, you, you're going to stay here on earth. And he's like, fuck you. I'm going to, I'm going to space, bitch. So but, but who can stop and him? He sent those other Spartans to come track him down. Yeah. So, okay. So, so he is, he was a master chief. Yeah. His rank. Okay. Yeah. I thought like, you know, so, okay. So, you know, he could, he could order all the grunts and everybody around that was on the ground, so, you know, but uh, the, uh, the brass Aaron, on the ships was always telling him what to do. So, Aaron, w- when you get promoted or when generals or captains or lieutenants get promoted, is it like an eval, like you get yearly or someone just say, hey, we need to get this guy? Um, eval. Yeah, how, how you, that shit's real complicated. How do you get promoted? How do you get? You got to take a test, right? It's real complicated. So it's a, it's a culmination of two, uh, three factors. One factor is your evaluation, which you get every quarter. So every four months. Sorry, three months. Um, I've been out of it for a fucking long time. My information's a little – I haven't had to say this shit for a long time. So every every quarter, every three months in the Navy – I don't know how the Army and Marine Corps works. In the Navy, every, every three months you get an evaluation from your command, and they've got little sections that talk about your performance. How's your discipline? How's your physical fitness? How's your technical skills? How's your military knowledge? You know, do you know Navy history, ranks – do you know policy? Do you know Navy instruction? And there's thousands upon thousands of pages of Navy instruction. It's pretty much, Shane, you remember reading the penal code? It's pretty much like that. That would be military UCMJ law and Navy instruction. That would be like reading. And that's every three months you got to take a test over it. Well, you're not taking a test. They're evaluating you. And so when you go up for your promotion, you take two tests a year. So every six months you take a test and depending on your rank, depends on what kind of questions you have. So let's say you're uh, you're trying to get E4 and you got to take a test to make E4. The Army doesn't do that. The Army just gives it to you. Now, when you go to make E5, then you take a test. But the Marine Corps and the Navy, you got to take a test to make E4. Because for us, E4 is a rank into non-commissioned officer status. For the other branches, it's not. We start non-commissioned officer at E5. We started at E4. Anyway, you take your test, and if you're um, uh, going for E4, you've got 150 questions on your job, and then you got 50 questions on Navy history. And if you're Marine, it's a Marine Corps history. And let's go, you're going to E5. Then you do 100 questions on your job and 100 questions on military life. 
And then you go to E6, you do another 100 questions on your job and 100 questions on military history. But when you go to make E7, which is chief for the Navy, you do 150 questions on military knowledge and Navy policy. And then you do 50 questions on your job, because by the time you reach E7, you're more of a leader than you are an actual professional. So would someone just deny you, though? Like, let's say, like, say oh, yeah, like, yeah, like, let's say, say let's get a promotion. And I'm like saying, you're not ready for it. Just, you know, just take your little, you know, eval. And that's it. You know, you ain't ready for that. You know, that's that's what will fuck you is that, you know, your test means more than anything. But your evaluation is so powerful that if you've got a shit evaluation, you won't get promoted. Hmm. Yeah. Shit. Back in the old days. Go ahead. Go ahead. In the old days, it, it was easier. They just took out a sword and tapped you on your shoulder and said, you're a knight. Yep. There you go. <laughs> You're it. You're it, bitch. Go. <laughs> Go fight and die for your for your king. Yeah, you know. That's one thing about knights, though. What, yeah. what if you What if you're just a normal peasant? You know, just minding your own fucking business, and it's like knight rode up and he fell off his horse and died and left all of his shit there. If you if you ascend to identity, huh? Taking that shit and selling it. Yeah, well, I'm saying you could assume his identity and nobody would know the difference. They wouldn't know who the hell. Well, I guess. Know. Well, like the, I guess back then, yeah, it's that easy. Like, oh shit, this guy died. Okay. Well, shit, you saw that like yeah, a, a fucking stupid movie. I know a Knight's Tale. Which, which, yeah, a Knight's Tale. That's what. Yeah, that's what that was about. Right? Pretend it, to be it, the Knight. Okay. Well, you gonna be the Knight now? Okay. I'm a fucking Knight now. You know. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> one dude was walking around butt ass naked. Oh, go ahead. The uh, guy who played Vision was walking around butt ass naked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Shane pointed something out about Robin Hood, the new Robin Hood movie. Yeah, y'all remember that? Shit. Yeah, it looked like shit. Yeah. Well, he pointed out like the clothing and all that other nonsense. He pointed all that shit out. But if you look at a Knight's Tale, it's pretty much the same thing. The way that the clothes were cut, how they looked, the dance moves they had in that fucking David Bowie song thing. Uh, none of that shit was period. I mean, even the way they talked. That 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 yeah. period either. Like it is a crap. They were trying thing. to be. They were trying to be funny though. Like Robin Hood was trying to be serious. Yeah, yeah like, I, get, I get what you mean there. That makes sense. Yeah, it was a nice tale. Was supposed to be kind of humorous and fanciful, but sure. uh, Robin Hood was supposed to be action packed. Fucking Robin take Hood. on Robin Hood, and it's like man, fucking. They're wearing, what, what, is that the one with the? the, the on the, is that the one with Jamie Foxx in it? Yeah. Oh shit! I just I totally get. It. I didn't even try it. I saw the trailer like, oh fuck this shit! I didn't even try watching what? it. Yeah, why would you? I mean, first first of all, the Russell Crowe Robin Hood that one was good enough. That let that one be okay. We don't need another one. I, I've been there's been a Robin Hood every ten fucking years. I get it. You know, steal from the rich, give to the poor. Yes, yes, we get it. He lives out in the woods. Fuck, he's good with a bow and arrow. Shit, man! How many Dude, times you guys seen him? Say, damn. <laughs> what was that military easier back then? All right, you're a swordsman. No, no, it was way worse. They be, used to beat your ass all the fucking. I've read what? a couple of books on it. Um, Not just they, that. They just, the, the medical care was bullshit. You get your yeah. fucking ankle broke, man. You're lucky if you don't lose your foot. <laughs> cut yeah, it off. Cutting your foot off. Fuck. Cut it off. Fuck it's it. off, man. I mean, it's rotting away. Cut that bitch. And I, when they cut. Uh, I brought it up on another podcast where uh, they, they did Kingdom of Heaven, and what's his name? Liam Neeson got shot by a bow, and the arrow broke off in his bone and caused him to die from an infection. That's how, uh, remember uh, in Game of Thrones, Drogo, it was just got cut on the hand, and that ended up killing his ass. You know, one little cut. So it, it, was, so, it, was, it was a little bad back then, you know, that you weren't just, okay, you're a bowman, 
doing learn how to fucking shoot. If you, know, you weren't like, if you weren't born if you weren't born into royalty, you got screwed. Like if you weren't like a, a knight or a lord, if you're just a ground pounder, like if you're just a, a yeoman or a fucking swordsman, you're you're gonna get you're gonna get your ass like beat. Either if the enemy doesn't kill you, your fucking king will. I mean, somebody's gonna kill you. It's just gonna yeah. happen. Or you're gonna die from natural causes like uh, eating poison food, or you're gonna die from an infection, or you're gonna die from the heat, or so, uh, crapping too much, pooping so, all the damn time. So yep. we look, we look at something like the the gladiator. Well, Russell Crowe's character, he's he's done his job. He can retire. Here comes the new king. Well, don't get too relaxed. I'm gonna need you, but but I'm fucking done. No, you know, is that kind of like? You know, we know it's bullshit. You know, hey, I did my job for the king. I'm done. No, I'm gonna need you to come back and. There was there's more to it than that, but it, since you're bringing that up, yes, that that does happen. It's called stop loss, and there was a lot of controversy about that about ten years ago, because they were stopping people from getting out right when the war started in Iraq and Afghanistan. People that were in for like twelve, fifteen plus years, they were getting contracts extensions, contract extensions, so they could go to the Middle East and fight in combat. Well, even though they're getting ready to go home to their families. Are, are you talking about mandatory contracts? And, or are you talking about some contracts they signed? Well, that's, that's what I mean by stop loss is that they stopped the loss of that service member uh-huh. by telling them your contract is getting extended. You're getting orders to go to the desert. And they're like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? I'm getting out in a month. No, you're not. You're going to go with this battalion. I, they need senior leadership. So you're going to go. Man, I've never heard of that. I've never heard, never heard of that. Stop loss? They were, they were, made they a movie, made man. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. That's called stop loss. I, I never heard. I never heard of that. That's probably yeah. that we do have to. That's, like exact, that. that's exactly what they were that they were doing, and it's it's yeah. And so Gladiator was it was not just about him recalling him back to war. It was also calling him to overthrow the politicians. Yeah, they didn't they didn't like the uh, senators. They thought that the Senate was corrupt. It's like Man, it was, yeah, but it was also the Caesar was also corrupt in that. So I mean, I think all of them were except for even. Everybody but Russell Crowe was, and he's just trying to fucking, you know, win this go, war against yeah. the Germans. He's going to go home, you know. He just did go home. That's it, you know. I remember, still remember the scene where they're in the gladiator camps and they're eating that oatmeal or porridge or whatever the fuck it was. And that big son of a bitch was like, Do you fight in Germania? He's like, Yeah, I fought in many places. You're not going to tell him. He fucking killed all their people, man. He didn't give a shit. Fucking just cut their damn head off. But the live place here, yeah, live place. <laughs> he, he got that sword caught on fire and threw it into a tree, fucking looking all badass and shit. That was that was pretty badass scene. That was pretty badass. Gladiator is a damn good movie. That's a really <laughs> that, scene where, <laughs> that scene where he fights uh, Titus, you know, the big old fucking muscled up guy. I can't remember his name, but he he was it the guy with the hammer from the first Conan. That's from Conan, yep. They fucking that, that was a fucking badass fight. I just I like the horse riding scene. Stay with me, like all like oh man. He <laughs> hey, glasses up, guys. <laughs> you think about it now, John. You've got radios, you got cell phones, you've got these big ass bullhorns. They didn't have that shit back then, so they just had to use their voice and scream and get people to listen to them. And, and a fire and a firing bow like, lets you know when to go. Yeah, <laughs> you, you had some dumbass with drums pounding in the fucking background and shit. And so on the fucking horn. In military training now, um, they, they have an element of that in military training where you're just you're just screaming your fucking lungs out to get people to hear you, or you're going through a combat simulation and everybody's running around and hollering so that you got to relay orders and you got to 
relay those orders to someone else. So everybody's screaming. And then if you're, if you're training people, so if you're a drill sergeant or a drill instructor or whatever, uh, somebody was telling me that um, over in South Carolina where the army does boot camp, right outside one of the bases, you can just hear the instructors starting at like four o'clock in the morning, just screaming, not at, not at recruits, but at each other because they've got to get their voices right for when they go. To- <laughs> Are you awake? I'm awake. You ready? I'm ready. <laughs> Let's go get yeah, these uh, <laughs> I went and saw uh, John Wick 3 over the weekend. How was that? Oh, it's fucking badass. It's fucking John Wick. <laughs> he fucking he takes his fucking gun. He shoots you in the goddamn head and fucking bends over and shoots you through his legs. Sits somebody else in the fucking head. Ricochets off the wall. Hits him in the head. But my, my thing is, is on John Wick, like, why is he, what, what, how is he not deaf? Like, he's fucking, the gun is I like know, right I, the I, fucking I thought about that, too, when I watched the John Wick 2. Like, man, how do you not have hearing problems? <laughs> when you're shooting rifles, anything over, over uh, higher than a caliber of 7.62, um, when you shoot rifles that caliber, that will make you go deaf. And a five five six caliber or smaller, which is your basic rifle caliber, if you're um, if you're brand new to shooting rifles and you shoot a five five six, it'll make your ears ring. But over time, you just get used to it. I don't know what kind of rifle he had, but I know he started with a, a nine millimeter, and then he went to a a fucking twelve gauge, and he's just going around, just bam, bam, bam. Doesn't he use an eight? Doesn't he use like an AK a lot? Or um, uh, I can't remember what the rifle was in this one, but the. The rifle he had, he took. He had two uh, clips uh, or two magazines uh, taped on the side. He, you know, take them out, pop them, run them real quick. So and, there's there's several ways that you can what's called do a tactical reload. One of them is where you use a magazine to drop the magazine that's in there and shove that magazine in, and then you can do like John Wick does, where you have the two magazines taped to each other and you just spin one around real fast and put the other magazine in. Or you can just do oh, the drop and reload. There was there was one scene where our, it was three of them. They all had pistols, and they all ran out of ammo, and the guns were pointing at each other. And so they just started fucking reloading. Of course, John Wick reloaded his fucking first and executed both of the guys. But it was, one of, it was just weird watching them, you know, fucking like, oh, shit, you know, fucking hurry up, you know, get this shit loaded. Oh, no, bam, yep. bam. And that's, that's why we train the way that we train, man. You can't – if your fucking weapon is dry – you're more vulnerable than anybody. <laughs> I, I like them when he and then John Wick too when he uses the shotgun in the uh, the tunnels, just fucking yeah. lights them up, man. He just reloads and uh, Reed just learned how to reload a shotgun so quickly, you know. Well, you know, and I think in I know he might have done this in two. I know he did it in three. He shoots him like first in the legs, and then he shoots him in the head. Seems like he could just go for the head and fuck the legs, you know? Why, why you got to do both? Maybe he's maybe he's going for center mass and then he's going for the headshot. So that's yeah, you hit it right on the head there. So that's what you get taught in the military and military marksmanship. You have more of a chance of hitting center mass than hitting a headshot. So you always aim at center mass unless you know for a hundred percent sure you're gonna make that headshot. If you're five feet away and you know you're gonna hit somebody in the head, then yeah, you shoot him in the fucking head. But if you're 100 yards away, 25 yards away, 50 yards away, you shoot center mass, and that gives your your round room to travel. So it'll either hit the groin, or it'll hit the neck, or maybe it'll hit the heart. Yeah, see, that's John Wick's thing. He's usually within, you know, 10 yards of all of his opponents. Like, they're all fucking right there. You know, <laughs> He's not that far away from them. Yeah. Well, they really said they, uh... Headshot after headshot after headshot. 
But they already confirmed uh, John Wick Four already. They already sealed that deal. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's good. I mean, it's fun. I mean, if you just want to watch somebody fucking uh, shoot a bunch of people in the fucking head, it's a good movie to watch. And there's some there's some surprises in there. The first of it starts off with this big old fucking. They found this dude that's like seven feet tall, and John Wick's got to fucking fight his ass like right off the bat. And then they just get into a fist fight. It's like crazy. I want to see. I want to see John Wick fight the mountain. Fight that big fucker. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Fight that guy. Yeah, he'll just he'll do like he did with the hound and that other dude. Just grab his head and just pop his eyeball out. Oh, so uh, Shane and Aaron, real quick, I just want to know: had, Did the instructors yell at y'all loud enough to make y'all's ears ring the next day or that same day? Did your ears ever ring being yelled at? I had somebody hurt my ear and it was so loud, but that was it. Damn, man, that's right in my fucking ear. Aaron used to sometimes he'd, he'd be sitting next to you and he'd say something like "Bam, crack a window!" Like <laughs> right in your fucking ear. I did that. Yeah, you don't remember you would just say "crack a window" or "off the chain" or something like that. Fucking yelling. It. And he'd do it. He'd do it whenever you. I don't remember doing it. <laughs> he'd do it whenever he'd do it whenever you were quiet. You'd just be sitting there minding your own business, like just driving or something. He'd wait and he'd say. So, so, so was that your thing, Aaron? You're it was too quiet. So you, that shit. You, you spiced up Aaron by yelling in someone's ear. Is that what so it was? That's from nope. Space Ghost. Space Ghost used to say that. <laughs> Hello. So I guess I guess you didn't like that, Shane. <laughs> oh, he messed something up. Uh oh. Did we hit, did we lose Shane? Yeah, he'll have to come back. Oh no! So that was your thing, Aaron. The yell in their ear. But you no, no, that was just. <laughs> I'll start right back up. Oh, we we just kept on going, Shane. <laughs> yeah, well, Aaron should have kept on going because he fucking ruined my damn eardrums. Well, uh, well, I was asking, like, was that was that just your thing to do? He told me about space. There he is. He told me about space ghosts doing it. Crack a window. So was that was that the thing, Shane? If I was quiet, he just yelled right into your ear. Yeah, he did it when he knows, like, you have, like, humans have this, like, level of awareness. Like, when you're driving, you're pretty much going off of your brain dead. You're thinking of other shit. Like, if it's a route <laughs> you're used to going, you're not really paying attention to what's going on in the car. You're focused on what's in front of you. Uh-huh. Well, Aaron be sitting there, fucking out of your vision, and he go, <laughs> and, what, and what would that do to you, Shane? You fucking startled. You, you jerked the wheel, you know? You, you, I don't remember down. doing that, man. That's that's something I've completely forgot about. <laughs> so, what was your reaction to say? Were you startled? Well, were you just startled? Were you yeah, scared? Were you, were you angry? Did it, turn, did it turn to anger? Or, you know? No, and you go through all the damn motions. You're like, son of a bitch. <laughs> it's like stepping on a Lego. It's like stepping on a fucking Lego. <laughs> but, Except it's loud. But you laugh. So, but you, so Shane, I don't know if I told you this story, but I'm, I'm going to tell you, John. Um, I remember where Brittany and me and mom were all driving away from Arlington. We had just come from Shane's place. We, I don't know if it was his house or his apartment. We were just coming back, and mom gets real um, hyper-focused in traffic situations. She gets so damn nervous that she's just watching uh, every fucking car that's around her. She, she's watching all that shit. She ain't watching nothing else. And I knew this about mom. I knew that driving made her nervous. And so while she's in the front seat getting ready to merge into some some traffic, 
it's like a three lane road. I lean up close to her chair and just go bam really loud. <laughs> and what was her reaction? She got so fucking mad. <laughs> was, she, was she trying to swat at you? Um, no, she said, "Don't you know better than that? Don't do that to me." <laughs> See, my cousin. See, John, we got a cousin named Jacob, and he's got a little brother. And his little brother would like fucking go into the shower. Jacob would fucking kick the damn door open and scream at him. And he fucking trip and fall in the shower. So damn scared. Let me let me tell you another story, John. Um, Brittany and I, yeah, Brittany and I were at our aunt Barbara's, and there was some family there. And uh, Jacob comes walking through the hallway. And Austin has, you know, just gotten in the shower. He may be in there 10, maybe five minutes. And uh, he tells me and Brittany, hey, y'all watch this. And me and Brittany just start smiling because we know what's about to happen. <laughs> and <laughs> and J- Jacob cracks the door open, slides his ass up in that bathroom, <laughs> reaches out and grabs the curtain and just goes, ah! <laughs> Hell no. Didn't you use to pour cold water on Sarah while she was in the shower? Yeah, I've done that to, a couple times. Where you know, <laughs> she'd be in the shower with her eyes closed, and I go fucking. John, watch, watch me just back up, John. What'd you do that? <laughs> yeah, throw, throw that shit in there. Woo! <laughs> what was what was her? Go all Rick Flair all of a sudden. Was she scared or startled or what? Both. I scare Sarah all the fucking time, John. I'll fucking crawl around on the damn floor for like thirty minutes <laughs> trying to scare her. I fucking, I'll get on the, I'll get on the, I, I fucking crawl down the stairs one time trying to scare. Her. I've done all kinds of crazy shit. <laughs> but she did you know, right? the apartment and she get mad at you too because it wouldn't work. And she's like, I see you. <laughs> <laughs> but she did. Oh, it's she, worked here. It's worked here a bunch of times. She did to you My though, right? Thing, one time she threw the cold water while you're in the shower, right? Yeah, she got me back. She threw the water on me one time. Fucking cold. <laughs> you go woo. See, that's why you I turn like into Rick Flair whenever it happens. I, the, the door's always locked for me. The bathroom door always locked. Candle <laughs> sneaking in there after that. Oh yeah, no, uh, no. My favorite thing to do is like I like to like crouch down, like get on my like kneel, and then like point straight ahead and like wait until she, I know when she's about to come into the room. And that way, when she turns around the corner, she just sees me down low pointing. At <laughs> like I usually have like a stupid grin on my face or something, or I like. <laughs> <laughs> Like one time, uh, John, John, you got I scared you one time too. Like I ran underneath your bed and waited till you got home. You waited. I don't know how long you waited there, but yeah, you just scared the shit out of me. They just rose up. Like the, Guys, we talked about this already. You know. We talked about this already. Yeah, you just rose up and scared me. Like I know what the fuck to do. You know. Yeah, John, John was frozen. Like he couldn't move. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> He just rose up with eyes all wide, you know, looking at me. <laughs> it's like one second you're there and one second you're not there. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang it, man. Yeah, shouldn't be doing that shit when people are driving, though. Damn. It's hard to concentrate. Well, Shane, Shane scared me driving one time, dude, and it wasn't my driving. It was his driving. Oh, when I was falling asleep? Yeah, I had to. I had to shout at him. Hey, wake up! <laughs> yeah, when I so when I was uh, living in the can, man, I was fucking working. I was going to college during the day, and then at night I would work at Walmart, and then on the weekends I'd work at the prison. So I was like fucking. I had no time to sleep, and then you know, 
between dating girls and running around partying and all that shit. Like I had, I was constantly awake and, uh, I was taking Aaron home one day. I can't remember what the hell we were doing. Maybe it was taking him from church. I don't know what it was, but as we're driving, going down that country, driving down that country road, you know, from going, uh, 31 from Corsicana to Kearns, like I just start dozing off. Like my, my eyes get real heavy and my, I just start just zoning out, man, just nodding off. You feel that head just going down, and all of a sudden you wake up, and you're like fucking in the uh, shoulder, you know. Like, God damn! <laughs> there was a car next to us. There was a car next to us. I'm like, hey man, wake up! <laughs> and I'm just sitting there looking out the window, and it's just getting closer and closer and closer. <laughs> Shane, Shane, hey. <laughs> what man? Sleepy time, I'm, boy. I'm only fucking 14 years old. I don't know how to fucking drive. <laughs> Sleepy. Sleepy land. Yeah. I'm sleeping. Uh, we, had some, we had some good times scaring the shit out of each other. Yeah. yeah. Good times. They, they was very, they was favorite thing to do, though, always was to hide behind the door and hit me back of the leg with a broom. Back of the legs. <laughs> very, very damn thing. Well, that was a double dust. He'd scare you and give you a little bit of pain. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know where we picked that <laughs> But that was the most favorite thing to do was to hide behind doors for every day with a broom. And when I walk by, I just jump out. He back my legs and I fall down. He laughed and run off. Ah, it's funny, Mom. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the, the worst part was when he would do it, I fall down and he'd poke at me with the broom, then run off. <laughs> Like, yeah. Sitting there jabbing you with it. Yeah. <laughs> like Lord's a fly shit, man. That's, yeah. Now now Shane liked to point and laugh at us. <laughs> he liked to do that. <laughs> how do y'all how do y'all think it would be if we were all like we went on a vacation somewhere and we got stranded on an island? Oh, uh, bad news. I, bad I, news. I think I think I think we'd be okay. All right. Stay calm. We know what to do. No. You know what the survival you, shows. You're going to keep saying that shit, John. Daniel's going to end up slapping you, though. He's going to get tired of you saying it. <laughs> oh, Daniel, oh, Daniel's there? Oh, fuck, man. Daniel's there. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, man. You think, you think we'd end up being like on Gilligan's Island where we'd basically just start a new village or whatever and like it's our life now? No, no. We're going to Tom Hanks that bitch. No, we didn't get the fuck <laughs> off of here. We didn't get the fuck off I can't go a couple of years without no damn sweet tea or chicken or some shit. I need off this fucking island now. <laughs> well, they might have some chicken. They might have some wild game there, some birds. Some chicken. They're going to have <laughs> Kentucky fried chicken. It's going to be battered. Um, you got to go hunt it. No. So let's, let's, okay, let's, let's go through that real quick. You, we've been stuck on Desert Island for five years. We get back to the States. What's the first thing you go eat? Oh, ribeye. 16-ounce ribeye was... Uh... Uh, a little bit of butter on there, a little bit of salt, and fucking good to go. A cheeseburger. This is cheese, you want a cheeseburger? It? Yeah, a cheeseburger. I, I think I just need a uh, just a brisket sandwich. That's all I want. Just brisket sandwich. Sweet tea. That's it. Well, the good thing is, is that we can all three go get what we fucking want tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> stuck on a desert island. Yeah. Like, we can just fucking go get it. We ain't got to worry about this shit. <laughs> Fuck the island. Now, yeah. now, what we can't do is just go get food that's on an island. So, see, that's the irony. Like, you know, we can go get all this crazy shit. You can get pineapples and coconuts if you want to. Yeah, but those, they don't grow those. Like, I'm talking about, like, real island shit, like a fucking papaya or whatever. Fucking <laughs> just on an island. Okay, <laughs> if, if, you, if you couldn't get island food, then how do you know what island food is called? 
And you can obviously exactly. get it. I don't fucking know. That's what I'm saying. I don't fucking know. I don't know what you it is. Use the word papaya. You can go get a papaya. <laughs> Talking about, I'm talking about like you know tropical islands, not fucking islands like out in the lake and shit. Like <laughs> well, 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 hell, uh, I didn't know a fucking coconut came in that giant ass plant until I watched um, uh, Castaway. I'm like, what the fuck is that thing? Oh, the fucking coconut in it. I didn't know that shit. I don't know how fucking coconuts grow. Oh yeah, yeah. No, cartoons as a kid, boy. They, they showed on cartoons. They, they never showed. They showed a brown coconut. They never showed the green thing that they, they wrapped up in. You know. Well, the main thing is how to crack those bitches open. Like you can't. It's not as easy as you think. You know. You got. You got. It takes some skill to get them damn things open yeah, and I, not bust mm-hmm. all the milk everywhere. I'm not no damn coconut crab and shit. Just fucking use my big ass claw to do it, you know. I can tell you. I can tell you right now. Probably, it'll probably be about day fifteen. We'll all get fucking sick of each other. Oh yeah, shit. Oh yeah. It's gonna be a time. Like, yeah. you, you're gonna live on the other side of the fucking island. If you come over here, I'm whooping your ass. Here, <laughs> y'all, don't, y'all don't get in my territory. This is my fucking territory. I'm gonna market my pissing. If you see my piss, <laughs> you, you, you smell my feces, then you don't come over here, okay? We would go that crazy. Start shitting everywhere. Oh, look, Aaron's shit. It's mine now. It's all mine. <laughs> you shit. I built me a fence. I built me a fence. I built me a fence. My coconut fence. Don't go there. <laughs> I'm building me a fence. That's like a great cutscene right there. Like you see John put his hands on his hip and he's smiling real big. I'm building me a fence. <laughs> and he starts building it and he gets halfway through and he says, fuck it. <laughs> I'm not building this no more. <laughs> Shane comes over and just pushes it down. <laughs> All that work you did, I'm taking it with me. <laughs> uh, yeah, it'd be pretty bad, man. Be bad. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna dig a fucking hole. I'm gonna hide from you, motherfucker, so you don't come fuck with me. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> so you're gonna, you're gonna hide the hole? You know, give me the whole one? I'm gonna build a tunnel system. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> well, we're getting towards the end of this episode. We'll talk about we'll talk about more what we do for surviving in the. Oh, we gotta we gotta go back to that later. Yeah. Yeah, because we talked about going on a trip together. We need to get some sort of plan together well, for that shit. Don't, don't, oh, yeah. John had John had a fucking website. He sent me a link. I just hadn't looked at oh, it. Oh well, don't the only time I can go. I said I know it's not the ideal time, but you know, with Sheila being pregnant, her 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 dad and mom going on vacation, the only time I can go is in August. And I said, it's hot as fuck. I know. That's a, <laughs> that is the only time I can go. That's it. That is it. You know, hot and miserable. Uh, I'll, I'll send the days to you. You can look at them. I already picked a campsite. It has a power. And, and well, I know it's not camping, it's glamping, but the tent, the campsite has water and electricity. So oh, okay. it'll be a, well, it'd be a light camp, but you know, I'll get more to it later though for you. All right, guys. Well, we're going to wrap this one up. Uh, check out Aaron on Southeast Third. Check out John JP's what? Big Beefin. We're at B Beefin on Twitter and Big Beefin on Facebook. We'll see everybody tomorrow. All right, have a good one. Later.